What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Booth Review. I'm Devin Primrose, your resident Packers and Cheesehead fan. Feeling good after a nice win on Monday Night Football. It was a good one. Sitting here with my brother from another mother, Blake Ivy, resident Falcons fan. How you feeling right now, buddy? Better, actually. Yeah. I think that the Falcons showed that there's a little bit more life in them uh, this week. And so, uh, you know, it was a loss, but in a way it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah, that's so. fair. They, they definitely showed something in that uh, third and fourth quarter. I mean, they also showed a lot of... <laughs> A lot of negative letting them I get mean, two pick sixes. But for a team that we only put up six against the Eagles, for us to come back and put 25 up on the Bucks felt yeah. pretty good. you know. So I, I'm fine with it. Uh, I think it shows that they're getting some stuff together. But we can talk about that when we get in, <laughs> when we really get into it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. It was a good week, man. It was. Some good games. Some really good games. I love. I, I I told you this earlier that I love that the games we've differed on are almost always within yeah. a field goal. Super close. Um, most of the time within one possession. Other than one game this week, I would say most of the games that we disagree on. I think both of us have kind of gone back and forth on. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to choose this team, choose this team. So yeah, I mean, makes sense that it would be a close games. Right. Well, I guess let's uh let's just jump into the best. Of the booth. Best of the booth. You want me to take it? Yeah, go for All right. it, man. Uh, best of the booth. My best of the booth this week is King Henry. Yeah. Derek Henry is back. We talked last week about how running backs just seemed to disappear in week one. Yeah. And they were back this week, starting with Derek Henry, who I think had more yards than... Every one of the running backs from last week, I feel like it's like he just was a monster. He had 182 rushing yards, which is mind-blowing. And then he had six receptions for 55 total yards. And it wasn't like it all... He didn't have a reception that went for 45. It was six receptions. His longest was 15 yards. Wow. So he was eating chunks of yards with these receptions, which when you think Derrick Henry, you're not thinking passing threat. And so for him to do that is just crazy. Yeah, for Um, sure. So 237 total yards. I I could not put him in here. I was torn on who I wanted to go with. I had a couple different thoughts. Uh, Mike Edwards for the Bucks having two pick sixes is unreal Tyron Matthew catching two interceptions in the first quarter yeah off Lamar Jackson yeah yeah so there was a lot of good defensive thoughts too and you know none of the quarterbacks blew me away this week but I mean when you want to talk about a standout performance Derrick Henry having 237 yards by himself yeah is crazy (laughs) so he gets my best of the booth yeah he's definitely not like your uh like your your Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara or even Aaron right. Jones that is known for getting into the receiving game some. What about you? Who was your best of the booth? Yeah, so for my best of the booth, I'm giving it to the old coach and QB, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson. Ooh, that's a good one. Like I just said, Lamar came out through those two first quarter picks to, to Ron Matthew and said, you know what? It's out of my mind. Forgetting mm-hmm. it. The game starts over. I'm leading this comeback. I'm not letting the Chiefs beat me again. 
On the night, he went 18 for 26 for 239, one TD, two picks, but he picked up another 106 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, This was his fifth game with 200 passing yards and 100 rushing yards. Nobody else ever in history has more than three. That's crazy. That's crazy, especially when you think of guys like Mike Vick, Cam Newton, like those mobile quarterbacks that have come before him. Yeah. This is his fifth one. That's ridiculous. The biggest yard on the ground came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Fourth and one, their own 40, 45. You got Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline. I think there was like 37, 38 seconds left, something like that. If you don't get that that fourth down and, you, and pick up the first, you're turning it over to the best quarterback in the league. All he's got to do is go 10 yards to get into field goal range, kick a field goal, win the game. So yeah, you're you probably lose if you don't get that yard. Right. You're, you're staring 0-2 in the face, going 0-2 to start the season. There's been 258 teams to go 0-2 since 1990. Only 30 of those teams have made the playoffs. It's bananas. That's about 12% chance of making the playoffs. You start 0-2. Now, 17 game season this season, so you got an extra game. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a big thing. Those those are going to be a little bit different stats, but still, you drop to 0 and 2. It's not a good start to the season. Things can go south really quickly. Right. And John Harbaugh had the cojones to look at his QB and say, "Lamar, what do you want to do? You want to go for it? I love that for moment. It? Yeah, I like that you picked John Harbaugh too because what he's done with that team." to totally change their identity from a defensive-minded, Joe Flacco kind of game-managing, safe throws, occasional deep throws. And he's totally changed that franchise and built it around who he has. And, yeah, that's a great pick. John Harbaugh, you know, Lamar Jackson would be a good pick. John Harbaugh would be a good pick. I like them together. It's such yeah. a great duo. Yeah, yeah. That moment that you could read his <laughs> lips and yeah. watch him say, do you want to go yeah. for it? was incredible. And, and Lamar, any QB who says no, kick him off the he's team. He's gone. You're gone. He's Bye. gone. But Lamar yeah. saying, hell yeah, going out and saying, you know what? You ain't stopping me. I'm picking up this yard. We're winning this this game. We're starting our season one and one. We're getting going, getting some momentum. I'm getting the monkey off my back that is the Kansas City Chiefs that I've gone 0-3 against at this point. Crazy. He was getting a win. He was getting that. He did it. Yeah. Definitely best of the booth. Fantastic. Fantastic Sunday night game. Yeah. Great yeah, We've game. been spoiled by the primetime games. They've been oh, some yeah. really good. Ah, Monday night game last night. If you're not a Packers fan, kind of a snooze fest. Yeah, but that, that was the worst one so far. But I mean, yeah, that Sunday night game was a thriller. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, who you got under review? All right, my under review. It's a kicker. Oh, Greg Joseph. No love for kickers. Greg Joseph. You ever heard that name before? Uh, no. I hadn't heard it before Sunday, <laughs> and there's probably a reason why. <laughs> 37 yeah. yards, 37 yards to win the game for the Vikings. That's all you got to hit, 37-yard field goal. That's a freaking chip shot. Yeah. But you go out and you miss it, you have one job. You get paid to do one thing in the NFL. Since 2011, kicks between 30 and 39 yards long have been good 90% of the time. 90% that That's actually surprisingly low to me. Yeah, it is. For a 30 to 39 yard field goal. Yeah. But still, 
37 yards. There's no reason why you should make why you should miss that. Especially considering that that game was in Arizona in a dome. No wind, <laughs> no weather conditions. Perfect conditions. There's guys in the league that can hit a 64-yarder in a dome, but you can't hit 37 to win. Like, what else does this offense have to do? Now, it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals' offense went bananas like they've been doing all year. But your offense went pound for pound, put you in position to win that game, walk it off, not start your season 0-2 like the Ravens avoided. Like I just talked about, you start 0-2, you have a 12% chance. Yeah. But he misses it. You have one job. You get paid to do one thing you're not jumping around from special teams to defense maybe blocking someone offense like there's none of that you get paid to kick the ball so make the dang field goal what are you doing especially at a position where i mean quarterbacks they kind of depend on an offensive line they kind of depend on the receivers catching the ball defenders it's all opportunity based but kickers you you just have kick. to be able to kick you the ball kick. through the big yellow bars. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I was telling you on uh, Sunday, or maybe it was last night, that literally simultaneously you had the Dallas Chargers game happening mm-hmm. and Greg the Leg going for a 56-yarder, 20 yards more, and we all know what he did last week. Yeah. Literally, he's the reason why they didn't beat the Bucks because he missed – I think it was an extra point and two field goals. Something like, you yeah. left seven points out there, atoned for his sins, made the 56-yarder, walk it off, get the win. Totally but redeem yourself. Greg Joseph, seconds later, can't do it in Minnesota in perfect conditions. Yeah, we might have to start a GoFundMe for that guy. Because <laughs> after, after this week, somebody should just take all his shoes. Like, you don't even get shoes anymore, Greg Joseph. I'm really surprised that he hasn't been cut by this point. Yeah. That it, the Vikings haven't might, come out and... It might break like in the next hour <laughs> that we find out he got cut. We might get some breaking news on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, under review for me this week is the flip side of my best of the booth. It's the Seahawks defense. Yeah, good Because choice. they had that game. You got a 16-point lead, second half of the game... And you absolutely blow it, which is two-part crazy. First, that they couldn't score anymore, right? Like, that's one of the more high-powered offenses in the league. But the defense allowed 532 yards. 532 yards. That's ridiculous. Blew a 16-point lead. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that is just, regardless of the blown lead, to allow 532 yards is awful. Yeah. And then on top of that, you think about what that team has to do to win. You know? Like, the defense, all they have to do is kind of slow down the other team so that their offense can put up 50, right? Like, that's what we've talked about is the Seahawks, they're supposed to be able to put 50 on anybody. anybody. Yeah. And... So if you have scored 30 points, you would hope that your defense can stop the other team from scoring 30, and they couldn't. 532 yards, including 237 to Derrick Henry. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. But, you know, 
sometimes magic happens. Yeah. And it happened for Tennessee. It did, man. They, <laughs> and the Seattle defense, under review, they let it happen. Uh, let's hop into week two recap. Uh, starting off with the Thursday night game, we've got the Giants who went into Washington. And again, we talked about these primetime games. They were that that game was awesome. Yeah, I mean that game was fantastic. If you're not watching the the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games, the NFL has done a great job of picking them so far. Um, it was a great game. I will admit, I your boy. Right. I was right. Your boy, Heine, over there. I said 250, two TDs. You said that's what he has to do every week. No, 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 no. That's what I said he was going to do against the Giants. Okay. Did I disagree with you? Yeah, you disagreed. Because you, for whatever reason, are against Taylor Heineke. Because he's not good. Okay, listen. Think about some of those throws he made. He he, he won the game. One. He threw one, two... A tight end that was covered, right? Threw it to him, and he just got lucky. I don't, I don't know. This is how I feel. He just got lucky. You're playing in the NFL. <sighs> you, 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 that's your analysis. That's he it. just got lucky sometimes. You know, unlucky <laughs> just happens. You know, I felt that way about a couple things in that game. You got the the defensive penalties that really cost them the game. You know, like it. Gave them the yardage for the field goal, or no? It he missed the field goal, and then you get an offside penalty on a missed field goal. Gets another shot and wins it, right? Like, yeah, I think that that's. I mean, Giants, it's hard to feel good about that win. Sure. Same way that the Cardinals, which we'll get to, it's probably hard for them to feel good about that win too. Like, yeah. it just came down to like unlucky plays. You didn't really. I don't want to That's say true. you didn't earn it because you put yourself in that position, but it just um, came down to the other team being undisciplined. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, especially in the Giants' case, there's you can't jump off sides in that scenario. You no. can't do it. I understand that you're trying to block the kick. You want to get back there, but like, how how do you take a penalty there? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. You can't do it. You can't no. do it. I do. I do want to say that I think a lot of New York's woes and Saquon has has some blame in all of it too yeah uh, but i th- i do think that a lot of their woes kind of should fall on joe judge at head oh, coach yeah. Absolutely. especially on thursday because they really did it to themselves yeah and you can't as your head coach you can't allow your team to be that undisciplined we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward but if it was me joe judge is on the hot seat this year yeah. i mean daniel jones i i personally don't love the guy but i can't I can't argue with the way he did Thursday night. He I mean, went out he there was, and did everything the, he could to win the game. He's the only reason the Giants have been. I mean, they're really just a couple plays away from being two and zero. Like, yeah. and yeah, it's. They, I mean, they all really are Daniel Jones. Yeah, like leading his team in rushing yards <laughs> with yeah. Saquon Barkley on yeah. the roster. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Again, that's what I'm saying. Like Saquon has some some part in the blame for sure, and. You know, he's coming back from a bad injury, still could be nagging him a little bit. We don't know for sure, but yeah. Joe Judge, it a lot of it a lot of it comes down to you, sir. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah. Fix your stuff. <laughs> um All right. So moving on to Bengals at the Bears. Another game that we disagreed on that yeah. 
came down to a field goal, right? Well, like, and <laughs> also came down to Joe Burrow throwing three picks. Yeah. Like, the first week reinvigorated my faith in in Joe Burrow. I thought, okay, Bears have a have a good defense, but Joe Burrow's gonna go in there ball out like he does usually, and he didn't do that. He no. looked like a rookie quarterback out there, which he still, I mean, honestly, kind of is. This yeah. is his 12th game in the NFL. He hasn't even played a full season. So, you know, I can't I can't I mean, fault him too much, but at the same time, like, you can't throw three picks. You I mean, it that. is against one of the better defenses yeah. in the league. So yeah. you're supposed to not play perfect against a Bears defense, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this game, I was a little surprised. Um especially once Andy Dalton went down. You want to talk about rookie quarterbacks being a flop. We can start here with Justin <laughs> Fields. Like we have said this whole time. It was a bad week for rooks. Yeah, it. none of these rookie QBs outside of Mac Jones, um, which I even, wouldn't have even said Mac Jones before the season. So props to Mac him for proving, proving us wrong. Mac Jones didn't even look good on Sunday. I mean, he looked decent. Right, right, right. I'm, but, we're yeah. just, I'm just talking about this QB class in general. But, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields, 6 for 13 for 60 yards and a pick. A 4 QBR. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no thank That's you. That's on a scale to 100. Yeah. A 4.4. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Falcons fans who were angry when we didn't draft Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts had more receiving yards this week than Justin Fields had passing yards. So you want to wonder which one's better. Just look at the yards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. And the fact that they kept sending injured Andy Dalton out instead of Justin Fields, Justin Fields should tell you how little faith they have in the guy, which is a little sad. I, that's that's a tough situation moving forward, like because I feel I feel like as a as a Bears fan you want to see more of Justin Fields right. and you want him to go out there and get some experience, but at the same time, like you have a defense that you can win games with, yeah. And so if Dalton can go out there and win you games, which to his credit he he put them in position to win this game, yeah, and he put them in position against the Rams to hang in there. With, one, most of the, of the with game. one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. If he can go out there and win you games, he's the one that should be starting. Yeah. You know, especially with that defense. Yeah, he's but. he's such a safe QB that having him as a game manager with a really good running game and a really good yeah. defense, it fits. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's that much of a regression from Trubisky. Yeah. So I think the production level will be similar, which means that they should be able to get them into the playoffs yep. if he's the one starting. Yeah. So moving on to uh, Cleveland. Houston going into Cleveland, putting up a little shocker to start with. Yeah. They were leading at one point to Rod Taylor going out, balling out. And then in true to Rod Taylor fashion, <coughs> got injured and got replaced by a rookie. Yeah. Who did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad to me because... You know, Tyrod had them tied in this game. You know, like, that's impressive. Like, Tyrod was playing maybe some of the most efficient football 
in the NFL. I think he yeah. was nine for ten in this game when he went out, or ten for eleven. Like he had thrown one incompletion. You partner that with last week when he only threw a handful of incompletions. Yeah. I mean, he was having a career year yeah. in Houston. And for uh, the last I saw, which was a couple days, uh, might have been yesterday, was that he's day to day. So hopefully it's not a long-term injury if you're a Houston fan, if well, you Davis just want to see them shock the league like I've Davis Mills seeing. is starting on Thursday okay. against Carolina. So at the very least, Terod's out for this week. Yeah. Which um, is, I mean, that's, that's a big blow. Like if you're a Houston fan, you have to like what you saw last week and you have to like what you saw this week against a very good, or what we all expect to be, a very good Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah. And who we expect to be... At, at least in the AFC playoffs, if not in the AFC championship game. Yeah. It's a blow to that team for sure without Terod Taylor out there. And with Davis Mills starting, I don't think that they're going to do anything. Yeah. Not the, I, not with the way he looked on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on coaching. Can they coach him to be efficient? Yeah. Um, can they draw up plays that puts him in a good situation to make plays without it being too strenuous? You know, like... Can you just give him some short routes, give him some simple plays that, you know, you can maybe lean on the running game a little bit and have some simple plays for him to go out um, and, and let the defense try to try to do something for you. But yeah, they're going against a very good Panthers team. So moving on to the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Indianapolis to play Carson Wentz's ankleless Colts. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I feel like we have to start here. Ugh. How do you sprain both your ankles? Like, that's not even something that happens in basketball. Like, you know, like in basketball, you get crossed over. It's like, oh, took his ankles. Like, when they say ankles, they took both somebody, of Carson Wentz's somebody ankles. Somebody literally took both of his ankles. Both ankles. Gone. <laughs> Who is helping Carson Wentz in his health. Get that man a new doctor because whatever he's doing is not working. He's made of paper mache. Carson Wentz is made of paper mache. That's I mean, got to be it. I feel like whoever Baltimore's strength and conditioning coach is the same one that's an Indy. Yeah. <laughs> With the way that that backfield has been handled in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah I just... And the, the thing is, is Carson Wentz was leading that team to an opportunity to win the game. Yeah. I mean, they, they were in the game the entire time. Carson Wentz wasn't playing bad. And it wasn't until Jacob Eason came in that that game really got decided. Because Which is Jacob Eason's, he's not, he's not an NFL quarterback. Not an Never NFL quarterback. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks to, um, I mean... I say it speaks to the defense, but you allow 27 points, or if you're the Rams, you allow 24 points to the Colts. Yeah. There ain't much defense in this game. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I, I would say that is on par with, like, NFL good defense, you know? I mean, it's it's really rare to see what we saw, say, in that Washington-LA game last week, where it was 2017. Like, that, that's, like, great defense level NFL. Yeah. So 27-24, that's still still good defense. Yeah. I don't know. The game we're going to get to in a couple games here is pretty low scoring too. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there are a couple that were both teams under 20. Or you might hold the other team 
under 20. And I think right. that's a sign of a good defense yeah. probably going against a bad offense. Yeah. But, but we um, both, I mean, we both also expect both of these teams to be playoff contenders. Yeah. And so you have really good offenses. Yeah. I wouldn't say that the Colts, I mean, Carson the Wentz Colts, doing the Carson Colts Wentz things. With Carson Wentz. Whatever that means. In the way he looked yesterday, they yeah. have pieces there. They could be a good offense. Maybe not great, but good. Yeah. Moving on to Buffalo going down to Miami and taking care of business. Good old goose egg on this one. 35 to nothing. Yeesh. And I'll say this. Josh Allen didn't play great. No. I mean, they didn't have to, apparently. Yeah, he's not looking like an MVP as of week two. It's yeah. not to say he can't, but it, it's not there now. Who would you have as your MVP right, right now? Right now, Kyler Murray. It's not It's not even a question. I mean, I can pull up stats on Kyler Murray if you would like them. No, no, I mean, it's okay. You know, sadly, I think I would have to go Tom Brady. Uh, don't. I don't want him to don't, have it. I mean... Listen, but he threw five touchdowns this week. The less we can mention that that man's name <laughs> on this podcast, the better. I mean, Kyler, better. Kyler's for sure in the discussion. I'm not taking it away from him. I'm just giving him a little competition. Kyler looks unreal, man. He's, yeah, he. I mean, he did throw a handful of picks this week. So yeah, but that's that's the only knock I have against him. But we don't have to go to stats. It was just a off the top of your head. Who would you give it to right now? That's You're who good. I'm giving it to. Uh, like watching him play. I've said this before. Like he really is the closest thing in the league right now to that Mahomes type magic. That yeah. when you watch him, you just see incredible things happen before your eyes. Yeah. Like he's he's the perfect mixture of Mahomes. And Lamar Jackson, not not as good as either one in their respective areas, yeah. But like a perfect in between, and so the magic that you see from Lamar, the magic you see from Mahomes, like you get that with you get that with Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's amazing watching him. Yeah, but yeah, Josh Allen threw for 179 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. It's not great. I mean, it's not terrible numbers, but you'd like to see more out of him. I mean, but when you're you're beating a team 14 to 0 yeah in the first quarter yeah you're not going to keep slinging the ball all over the and place and when they don't have a quarterback right i mean Tua went down he thrown four passes and so uh, you talk about another guy who's injury prone you know move from Carson Wentz to Tua that you might be looking at a similar story and i hope not if you're a dolphins fan you're thinking do we draft a qb yeah it's like, tough i hate it for the kid but we'll see what happens. But I yeah. don't. I don't know what the latest update is on Tua's ribs. I think last I saw is that it's not as bad as they thought it might be, and I don't think he's gone on IR yet. So they might be playing him week to week, yeah. depending on his his pain level. But hopefully, hopefully he can manage it and stick around and help the Dolphins make a run. Moving on to a battle of a couple QBs. In the AFC East. Yep. Nailed it. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna learn my divisions. You know. You'd think being a having a podcast, you had I'd to know think, all the divisions. We had to think way too much about that. <laughs> That's not important. Anyway, battle of the AFC 
East. You had the Patriots going in there and saying, who is Zach Wilson? Yeah. I like the tweet that you sent me this week that was, he's the Mormon Johnny Manziel. I mean, it's it's pretty accurate at this point. That's painful because it's true. I think a lot of that preseason hype is starting to wear off. Yeah, people are starting to realize, oh, the preseason (laughs) is the preseason. Like, this, this is not something to get excited about. Yeah. Mac Jones... I mean, he didn't throw for a ton of yardage, uh, but it didn't matter because Zach Wilson was throwing the ball to New England players. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he just forgot which team he played for, <laughs> right? Like, maybe it was a confusing jersey situation. Like, oh, man, yeah. I forgot. He just thought, oh, wait, wait. I'm the one that dropped to 15th in the draft, right? I'm the one playing for you guys? I'm not, I'm not the, surely I'm not the number two overall. Ooh, Me? The one, the one no. that some people thought... Could he be the best QB from this draft? <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah, it was it was a rough showing for him. Four picks. Again, he's a rookie. Like you're gonna have games like this as a rookie, but man, has it looked rough through two weeks. But what's what's interesting about this game is we're looking at a New England team with a top five defense in the league. Really? At this point, they are number five in yards allowed. I mean, they have, um, they have solid pieces there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not to be truffled with. Like, yeah. there's a reason that Zach Wilson threw four picks. Yeah. is because he was playing against a really good Belichick defense. Yeah, and I feel like that has to be the most terrifying idea as a rookie of, hey, go play Bill Belichick. Have fun. Ugh. Ugh can't imagine that would be tough yeah um moving on from pat's jets to one that we disagreed on and i'm okay with the result the 49ers go up to philadelphia get them a cute little six point win over the philadelphia eagles yeah it definitely wasn't a pretty win that's for sure no but the niners the niners backfield i mean we thought the baltimore's backfield was in rough shape the Niners every week, their running backs are dropping like flies. Yeah, I think they lost at least two more in this game, between Trey Sermon and I think Hasty. Also, it, it, it's it's rough for them. But again, as I as I mentioned last week, like they have Debo Samuel that they use out of the backfield, and I think we'll probably get some more rushing now because he's gonna have to. Yeah. And he's he's uh, dynamic enough to do that, right? So, yeah, he's a big-bodied out. receiver that can <clears throat> that can handle his own in the running back position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Another another interesting flip for this game is that right now San Francisco's defense is middle of the pack in the league. Really, uh, and and I know week two it's a lot to judge defenses on, but. You're starting to see some things shake out. Philly is the number four defense in the league. Now, they did get to play a Falcons team who couldn't move the ball at all last week. (laughs) And then they go up and play a a San Francisco team who was pretty solid on offense last week. They hung a bunch of points on the Lions. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that like it was like an (laughs) achievement. Um, (laughs) But I... I think that the the Eagles might have a solid defense, man. Yeah, and maybe. and so that's 
when I when I picked the Eagles for this game, it was because of the reason that they only lost by six. I mean, Jalen Hurts, 12 for 23, 190 yards, 82 more yards on the ground. And, I mean, holding the San Francisco 49ers to 17 points. Yeah. That's a good week. Like, if your defense can hold a team to about 15, you, you should be able to put enough offensive performance together to put together a win. So I think the Eagles are on the rise, and I think the, the 49ers are a little shakier than, than we might have thought. Moving on to the Las Vegas, it's still weird to say it, the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders heading to Pittsburgh and changing everybody's mind. I still catch myself writing down Oakland when I'm making my picks. It's <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. And this is the second season of for them there. Yeah. It just feels feels wrong for right. a team to be in Vegas. Yeah. That's um weird. Yeah, I'm feeling good about this pick that I made last minute. You did. And you <laughs> even texted me and tried to change it because Josh Jacobs went down and I was like, no, no. I should have let you. That's what I should have done to be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. We'll both be wrong together. Uh, but TJ Watt went down. So yeah, that, that plays I kind of get an out on plays that a part. One. A little bit. No, I'm, not a whole I'm lot. Not, I'll still take the L. I'm not okay? giving you an out. Yeah, no, that's but. fine. I'll still take the L. Um, yeah, the Raiders are legit. I, I mean, think I think it's time to start talking about the Raiders as a team that can make a run. I mean, as as it sits right now, Raiders are on top of that division in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs, Bonkers. Mahomes, the Jeff Bezos of NFL quarterbacks, <laughs> the man that that runs that Fortune 500 company they got out there. <laughs> oh man sitting on top of them and on top of justin herbert and the los angeles chargers which also feels really weird to continue to say yeah not as not as much as las vegas right but yeah what what's what's happening in vegas i'll tell you what's happening in vegas uh, you, you fill me in let me know an offensive line hey if you watch that game with a pittsburgh defense that yeah. we all yeah. expected to be one of the best in the league. Checking my, my stats here. They're right below the Falcons in total yards allowed, so not really? good. Um, but, I mean, still, you expect that to be a team with a stacked line, stacked linebacking core, great scheme to getting to the quarterback, and they're, they're just not cutting it against a Raiders offensive line who also looked fantastic against Baltimore last week. So... I think that the Raiders and their offensive line might have Derek Carr back in that MVP conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think we legitimately have to put him in talks. Yeah. I mean, you just asked me who I thought of off the top of my head, and and Derek Carr for sure should be in it. I mean, the guy's throwing 817 yards through two games. Yeah. Yeah, I almost yards had a him. Game. I almost had his – well, I thought about him for best of the view. I didn't – think very long but um yeah it's the raiders are looking really good yeah and and i think that that's going to be a team to watch out for i'm excited it's it's going to be a fun division race to watch yeah because i i mean we said last week i've always liked Derek carr you've always liked Derek carr john gruden It, it they're fun guys to root for 
And to see them have success in that division with the Chiefs, with the Chargers, it's going to be fun. The Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, and John Madden, we trust. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, moving on to the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints went without eight of their coaching staff down to Carolina and took a thumping. I forgot that they had that many people missing. Yeah, it might have been seven coaching staff and then Michael Thomas, who yeah. isn't playing right yeah, now doesn't anyway. Matter. doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, they were missing a significant amount of their coaching staff. And so, I mean, I don't think having your coaches there makes you an accurate quarterback. <laughs> like True. I, I don't think that that's what happened. But, I mean, it was shocking. It, it, like, could, it could play a part, though, like... You put up seven points. I feel like that team should be putting up more points than that. You have Alvin Kamara back there. You have Jameis Winston, who's not a terrible quarterback. They don't have a lot of weapons out wide, especially with Michael Thomas being out. So, I don't know. It, it That's probably the one team that I still have the toughest time getting a reading on. Yeah. You go from putting up 38 points on Green Bay's defense, which admittedly has not been great this this year. Yeah. Through six quarters, they looked awful. And two of those quarters was to Jared Goff and, and non-profit. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get uh, there. But you know what's interesting? Right now, the Carolina Panthers have the best defense in the NFL. I believe it. I mean, I believe it. they've played the Jets, and then they just did this to the Saints. Yeah. So... I mean, there's a lot of questions about how legitimate it is, but it's a team that I told you. This is why I picked them to win the division. So yeah. even though I got this game wrong, in the grand scheme of my picks for the year, I was feeling good and got to watch the Saints lose. So feeling <laughs> good. Um, but, I mean, Jameis Winston put up about the same performance yards-wise that he yeah. did last year, last yeah. week. Sorry, yeah. that he did last week. So... I think it just shows that this team is built more on the Saints have a solid defense too. Not enough to stop the Panthers. Not yeah. enough to stop old Sam Darnold from slanging that thing, man. We've got a new Sam looks good. Yeah. Yeah, he I looks... never I never thought I would say that about Sam Darnold. But I, he looks good. Again, I told you I think that that system is fantastic. I think that Sam Darnold was in a black hole of an organization. Oh, for sure. And yeah, yeah. he's in a fantastic situation with maybe one of the best coaching staffs in the league. Yeah. This this is my front runner for coach of the year right now. Matt Rule? Yeah. I'm down with that. I, I mean, like Matt Rule. I mean, for him to take Sam Darnold from the Jets and rescue his career and yeah. turn this team into a potential potential division winner most likely playoff team yeah. is incredible. I mean, a lot of that is also on Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, but yes, who hired Joe Brady? Matt Rule. Yeah, so. I wish the Falcons had. I wanted the Falcons to hire Joe Brady. I'm I'm not against Art. He did some good things this week. We'll get there. Um, it's looking like a rough hire. Whoa, man! It's two games in, so it's, it's still two early. Two games in, yeah. and no, we no, lost no, no, no. Julio Listen. Jones. Listen. I have I have perspective on it. I'm just saying All it's right. not off to a great start. All right. Do you have anything <laughs> to add on this game, on the Saints Panthers game? No, I mean I, I 
I don't remember where I put them in that division in my predictions. I feel like... I think you had them third. Uh, it wasn't last. No, you had the Saints last. I feel like I did have them third. I think I had Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah. yeah, not looking great so far. All right, so moving on, we have Denver going down to Jacksonville, taking on Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and their rookie years, and handling themselves. Yeah. The Broncos, again, also very surprised. What's going on in Denver? You want me to tell you what's going on? Uh, again? They got the third best defense in football. <laughs> they got the third best defense in football. The Denver defense is back. I like you coming with the stats. Man, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I was like, I need to know some defensive stuff. I love defense. Let me put some stats. So yeah. thanks, ESPN and yeah. and your stats leaders. <laughs> love it. Great. Um, I think yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to Teddy B playing, a f- like good efficient football. Yeah, like not not forcing stuff, not being bad, just being good. I mean, which is what we said. Like uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, very similar. Andy yeah. Dalton, yeah. that like I'm not going to be the reason you win or yeah. lose a game. Just make somebody else solid do it. game manager, service the quarterback. Yeah. Good transit. I mean, Teddy B's not going to be there for the next five, six, seven years. He's going to be a transitional quarterback. Maybe. I don't. I mean, let's I mean, if be they honest. make it to the playoffs, like you're going to be like, bye. You, for the second week in a row, you're going to make me bring up this man. Tim Tebow took them to the playoffs and then got the boot out of town. To compare him to Teddy Bridgewater is is troubled water. I mean, that's what that that's, is. That's fair, but... Teddy Bridgewater, I don't see them kicking him to the curb because they can build other things and know that you are above average at quarterback. As long as Teddy B is back there and healthy, that's not going to be the reason you lose games. You get you, you get you some more wide receivers, you add to the defense, you keep the offensive line up, you get a tight end, like... You can add these things, and it makes you better without much of a fall-off from Teddy B. Who we Vikings, got next? Where were we? Vikings going down to Arizona. And winning the game. Oh, no. I, I, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. But their, their kicker, Greg Joseph, he missed a 37-yard walk-off field goal. To lose the game by one to Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, let me put it this way. Both of these teams should have lost the game. Let's just put it that way. The Vikings should have lost because they missed the field goal. The Cardinals should have lost this game because they let the Vikings get to easy chip shot field goal range. This game makes me much less impressed by the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The defense has a lot of questions still. I mean, Kyler Murray, for as as amazing as he looked, he did he did have the two picks, right? Um, but he still threw for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. I mean, yeah. the guy's still. I don't know how you blame him. Yeah, I mean, he's doing everything out there. It's it's the defense that that kept Minnesota. The defense that shut down Derrick Henry last week allowed Dalvin Cook one hundred and thirty one yards. What happened? Yeah, I think there's a lot of week one struggles that yeah. we saw be fixed this week. I think the Falcons are one of them. Falcons couldn't do anything. And then this week against, in my opinion, a better defense in Tampa Bay, 
Yeah. Hung 25 points up. So I think there's a lot of teams that are ironing things out, like Tennessee, um, like, I mean, maybe not the Cardinals, but you, you know, you're seeing teams kind of yeah. figure out their stuff, like Green Bay. Green yeah. Bay figured it out. They put stuff back together. Week one was just crazy. Yeah. We're moving on to the Falcons against the Bucks. What I liked in this game, so in the first, in week one, it seemed like Arthur Smith had a plan to go out there and rush the ball. And he stuck to that the entire game. Even when it wasn't working, For he said, reason. you know what? It worked in Tennessee that we just ran Derrick Henry to death. So we're just going to keep running Cordero Patterson and, and Mike Davis until, I mean, it's, it's got to work at some point, right? Well, he wasn't running Cordero Patterson as much as he should have last week. Yeah, that's true. He was true. trying to just lean on Mike Davis. That's true. But in in this game, when they got down, he said, all right, Matt Ryan, go out there and sling the ball a little bit. Yep. And it did kind of bite them because Matt Ryan threw the two pick sixes. I think both were on tipped balls. I know one was on a tip pass. Yeah. I think the other one was a, just a bad throw. Right. So you yeah. can't... Uh, tipped passes are wonky to, to blame on a, on a quarterback for for interceptions. Like, yeah. It, I, I can't put that entirely on them. Um, unless you're throwing into, like, double or triple coverage. Yeah, and somebody, if it's a dumb throw. Right. Um, but th- that, to me, showed something for Arthur Smith, that he's willing to let the offense kind of look like Atlanta of old a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, Work with and, what he's got instead yeah. of what he used to have. Right, instead of trying to force the run. Yeah. So I think if, if they if they can do that, become a little bit more of a balanced offense or even even maybe more of a passing offense yeah. because you have a passing quarterback that is should be, talent-wise, and, top 10-level quarterback. And you drafted Kyle Pitts. Right, right. <laughs> and you finally used him this week. Yeah. And you've got Calvin Ridley. I loved the incorporation of Cordell Patterson yeah. into this offense this week. I thought he brought a lot of life. He had he's got big playability, and the Falcons might have found a way to use it. Yeah, they looked they looked good. I mean, yeah. I I want to see them build on it. I want to see Arthur Smith really game plan again with the weapons he has, and I think that'll come. You would hope that that would have been worked out in the preseason, and for whatever reason it wasn't, but. Yeah, you know, week two, starting to rekindled my hope fire a little bit, so I've got a little bit more hope. Yeah, just there you go. I mean, kindling in my heart for the Falcons. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Moving on to the other LA team, the Cowboys went out and again inked out a win over the Chargers. This time, uh, from the leg of Greg. Uh, Crushing, uh, what'd you say, a 57 yarder to yeah, win the I game? 56, I think. That's, I mean, that's impressive. So, yeah. Uh, another game that we disagreed on that it's like, you know what? I'm not that disappointed. Like, both of us, we were like, ugh, don't know who to pick. I literally only picked the Chargers because it was at home. So, um, yeah, yeah I, it was a good game. You know, you see both of these teams that are pretty solid all around. Um, Cowboys defense is looking solid, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I almost regret not putting them as the division winner. I'm still high on Washington, but I, I mean, the Cowboys, Cowboys look good. I mean, Dak right. looks back. Zeke, Zeke still doesn't quite look like himself, but they've got Tony Pollard there that 
I mean, 109 yards and a TD on the ground. If if you can if you can maybe play a little Shanahan style to where you you split the carries between Pollard and Zeke, I think both of those guys are dynamic enough playmakers. And then you have Dak in the uh, in the passing game. I mean, it's just that's that's going to be a fun offense if if used properly. What's crazy is you talked about their defense, and they are right now uh, one, two, three, four, five, the sixth worst defense in the league. But they played the Bucks in Week One. That's well, part of it. Well, let me tell you, they have they allow an average of seventy three yards a game on the ground. Yeah. So they're shutting down running backs and getting thrown all over. Yeah, their secondary is is the weakness, but yeah. As far as the front seven, you get Leighton Vander Esch, Michael Parsons making moves on both those guys looked good yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just can are they gonna be able to ever stop the pass or are teams just gonna yeah. come out and sling it yeah. and say, Okay, we don't care if we can't run, we'll still keep it a close game yeah. because you can't stop the pass. Yeah. Um so good game out there in, in LA. Yeah. Uh moving on to uh Game we talked a lot about in the top of the show, uh, the Tennessee Titans going up and having the comeback win against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, this um, is the this is the Tennessee team that I think both of us thought we would get in Week One, right. and didn't show up, and they finally showed up in the second half. I mean, it took them six quarters of the season to get going, <laughs> but yeah. they finally got it going, and and Derrick Henry showed up, balled out, put on a show. Tannehill played good, efficient football. I mean, yeah, solid and team. I mean, props to Tennessee that yeah. they they yeah. kept their offense. I yeah. mean, that's that was a big part of this game. That's why Derrick Henry exploded. Is they didn't abandon their offense and go, yeah. well, can't run the ball anymore. They just stuck to it, and their defense did their job. Big props to Mike Vrabel for doing that because I think for a lot of teams, when you get down, what was it thirty to fourteen at one point? Yeah. I think a lot of teams then say, hey, look, we're down 16 points. We have to start slinging the ball. We can't afford to continue to run it. And they said, no, no, we know who we have back there. We're yeah. going to keep on pounding it because he's going to break loose for a couple big ones, and it's going to be just just as good as passing it. And he had himself a day. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah, on win. to the, good win. the Sunday night game. Again, two games that we talked a lot about yeah. at the top of the show. Uh, Chiefs Ravens fantastic game as we've become accustomed to that those yeah. two teams when they play each other get get your popcorn ready because yeah. premier match one yeah just really good really good recovery by Lamar to yeah. win the game um, and you know the Chiefs laying a goose egg in the fourth quarter is yeah is crazy but yeah I'm I'm excited to see these guys play each other again in the playoffs because I. I have a feeling it's going to happen, and I think we'd all be so lucky for it to be for it to happen again because they're so, like you said, they're so fun to watch. Yeah, just good games. Last game of the week. Let's go. The Packers found it. It was kind looking of. shaky <laughs> there to start the game. I was like, man, should I have picked Jared Goff and the Lions? Yeah. Uh, turns out, no. I. I left, Devin and I, we were watching the game together. I left to go to the bathroom and came back, and I think the Packers had scored two touchdowns. And I was like, well, that was quick. Yeah. And so, I mean, it yeah. was about like that in the third quarter. Yeah, that fumble, it was just fumble snap over. helps you a lot. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't entirely fault that. Uh, put that on Jared Goff. It was raining. The ball was wet. I mean, 
Peyton Manning. We were watching the Manning the Manning Mega Cast, which highly recommend. Fantastic TV. Um, but Peyton Manning was even talking about how you have to practice your wet ball drill. I mean, you really do. That's such a if you, if you know you're going to be playing in in, in weather like that. You Sorry. have to, you have to practice it. Sorry, I just can't. It's hard to not laugh at wet, wet ball balls. drill. Yeah, you gotta handle. You them. gotta know how to handle them when they're wet. You All do. Right? It's one of <laughs> life's necessities. Uh, but yeah, I mean the Packers, the Packers didn't really show up until the second half. Again, it's another team that it took six quarters to finally see the team that we all expected to see. The defense figured some stuff out, shut down the Lions in the, in the second half. But that first half was rough. Yeah. They looked every bit as bad as they looked in week one against the Saints. So I don't I don't feel great playing the Niners next week. Yeah. But at the same time I think with as many injuries as the Niners are dealing with, it it could swing in Green Bay's favor. It's yeah. it's we'll an see. interesting game. We'll see. Let's hop into next week. Let's okay. hop into let's, this coming week. Let's do it. Starting with the Carolina Panthers heading down to ten, uh, Tennessee. The Carolina Panthers <laughs> heading down to Houston to play the Texans. H Town literacy. It's a good thing. Yeah, uh, it helps out. I think it's this one's an easy one without Tyrod Taylor. That's going to be yeah. awful yeah. against the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah. Weird to say, but Carolina is. It might be ugly quick, yeah. unless Tennessee. Tennessee. Why am I call them Tennessee? I don't know. I don't know. You got Titans on the brain. Unless, well, see, the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee and became the Titans. Yes, that happened like twenty and years so ago. And so I All get right. a pass. I was twelve when it happened, so it was very recent. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking the Panthers. Give me the Panthers. I'm going to have them win a lot of games this yeah. year. I don't have them dropping this one to Houston. I'm with you on that. As long as Sam Darnold keeps playing like he's played, I'm not I'm not betting against them. Defense is solid. The offense is, is rolling. Davis Mills, welcome to the NFL, Rook. You're about to have a very rude awakening. Moving on, we have the still nameless Washington football team going up to Buffalo, take on the Bills. That's, this is going to be... It's gonna be interesting. Two solid defenses, well, or what? What we expect to be solid defenses playing against each other. I mean, who who do you got? Uh, so again, looked at stats. Uh, Washington right now has they're just two spots above Dallas. Yeah. So that puts them bottom ten defenses in the league. Yeah. Their defense is not looking great. That's yeah. scary if you're a Washington fan that you're thinking. We're supposed to lean on our defense, not Taylor Heineke. So I'm absolutely going with the Buffalo Bills. This is the first game we're disagreeing on. Oh, man, I, already? All right, so this is another one of those games that it's happened twice so far. Week one, I said, I just have a feeling about the Bengals. I think they're going to get a win against the Vikings. They go out, they get a win. Week two. You also had a feeling that the Cardinals were going to lose. Week two. I, I said, I just have a feeling about these Las Vegas Raiders. I think they're going to go up against Pittsburgh. I think they're going to put on a little bit of a show, make some magic happen, get a win. It happened. I'm calling it in this game. I I just have a feeling about the football team. I don't know what it is. I do, way more so than you, 
like Taylor Heineke. I Too think much. That, I think that again, it's it's like it's it's the Tim Tebow effect. Like, oh my! Here no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting back into the Tebow debate. But it, it is to me. It is very similar. Tim Tebow had that that like gamer mentality body language. I think we can both agree on. I could see that with Taylor. And yeah. that's and that's where I see from from Heineke. And Heineke's a better quarterback than than Tebow. That far true. better quarterback. I mean, even you have to admit that. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll give you so that. I there's, guess. There's there's just there's that. F- I've heard it from multiple analysts this week that there is a fire in Taylor Heineke that you can see visibly on the field when he's playing the game. And that's I, I obviously you don't see that. I see that. Well, I see the fire. Yeah, I just don't think that it's quite matched with the talent, similar to to a Tim Tebow. That's that, fair. That's that fair. I think that his fire might be a little bit more than his talent level. Right. And I think he's going to run into the firefighter squadron of Buffalo this he, week. He might. But if Josh Allen keeps playing like he's played through two games, they they have a shot. You have to admit uh, that they have a shot. I I think that this might be. I don't see Washington scoring more than ten. Oh. I don't see that there's any way. Buffalo is the second best defense in the league. Uh, well, part of that is because they forced Miami into a goose egg because Miami didn't have a quarterback. That's true, but I, I still think, I mean, the, the Buffalo defense is a defense that we were both like, this is a top defense in the league. I'm not disagreeing. So while it is, you do have to discount them a little bit because one of those games basically didn't count because they didn't put up any yards. Um, But, yeah, I just – I don't see Buffalo losing. And it's in Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by eight and a half. Yeah. I I think that's pretty fair. This is my riskiest pick of the week, for sure. I'm just glad to gain one on you and catch up a little bit. We need to keep track. Maybe. We need to keep – I've been keeping track. You didn't tell me that. I've got to go back and do math now. 20 and 12. We've seen seen how bad at math we are on this podcast, (laughs) okay? Yeah, I thought thought there was 12 men on the field. (laughs) Doing math to 11 and missed. Throw a flag on me, 12 men. Devin's math is under review. Uh, So I got bills. You got Washington. Washington. Moving on to the Chicago Bears coming in to Cleveland to face the Cleveland Browns and the the rookie QB Justin Fields is going to have a rude awakening. Yeah. Part of me actually wanted to go Bears in this game because yeah, I was kind of questioning because, it. Because of the way Cleveland looked against Houston who maybe were just vastly underrating. I think so. But they they didn't look great through that first half. Yeah. Maybe just, everyone else is also underrating Houston. And Jarvis, so, the, so the Browns yeah, go into possibly. that game like, we've got this. And they're like, yeah. wait a second, we need to do something? Yeah. But Jarvis just got put on IR. That's tough. I don't know if Odell is going to be back. So if you're talking about those two receivers being down, who are you throwing the ball to? Njoku and Hooper? I mean, those aren't bad bad weapons, but right. like, you have no wide receivers out there. You still have Nick Chubb. You still have Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is very much in that Kamara Jones type of running back to where he, you know he can go out, catch the ball, make plays as as a as a receiver. But yeah, I just I thought about it and I thought there's a lot of questions around that offense right now. 
Um, and I think this could be a, a sneaky game for them to where they go in thinking that they should win it and then get tripped up. Yeah, I just think Chicago's defense is not quite as good as we thought. That, that And it's Justin Fields, and I just don't yeah. have any faith yeah. against a really good Cleveland Browns yeah. defense. No, ultimately, I chose the Browns. Yeah. So I'm with you. I just, it, I questioned it a lot. Yeah, I think Cleveland's got it. And, you know, it's all like we talked about in our NFC prediction show. It's going to all hinge on Justin Fields. Yeah. For the rest of this season, the Chicago Bears' fate is in the hands of a shaky rookie QB. So he's either going to come out and prove us wrong. Welcome. He's welcome to do that. Yeah. Or it's going to be a long season for Chicago fans. Moving right along, we've got Lamar heading down to face old Jared Goff. We've got the Ravens coming up against the Lions. Who you got in this one? <laughs> you really got to ask. I mean, do you think the Lions are too good to start 0-3? Uh, no, I do not. Yeah, me neither. Uh, they're absolutely starting 0-3. Yeah. I, listen, Detroit fans, if you're listening... Take solace in the fact that you're more than likely not going to go winless again. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, you're probably not going 0-17. I think you showed enough in two games that you have solid pieces. Yeah. You have some playmakers on defense. You got a couple on offense. I mean, Jared Goff still has his little non-profit running. But <laughs> Jared Goff doesn't look like he's been the problem, right? Like, he looks, I mean, mediocre. <sighs> Don't get me wrong. But... I mean, again, maybe we can bump it up to a mom and pop shop, but he's still that's still a, a small business he's running out there. Yeah, that ain't no ain't no full fledged company that he's he's no. operating with. So no, absolutely uh, it's, not. it's there's no way they're beating Baltimore coming off that win against the Chiefs. Lamar's gonna go out and ball out. Yeah. He's gonna have himself maybe a career game this week against Detroit. I don't see them being able to to, to stop. At all. I mean, especially with, like, again, going back to the Manning megacast that we were watching, Peyton was talking all night about that defense that they were running that is a defense, like, built to allow the run. Yeah. You really think Lamar is not going to go out there and and run for 200 against you? Yeah. And and that defense? Like, you're going to have to shake things up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the same defense they were talking about New York running in the Washington game. Yeah. That it's basically built like, hey, we're just going to keep things in front of us, hope that your quarterback makes a mistake, and then make some tackles. And that is not a good defense to run if you want right. to stop a team that is a high-powered rushing offense. And so, yeah, I definitely agree that the Ravens are going to win this game pretty handily. This next game would be interesting if uh, Carson Wentz had some ankles. But... Not right now. So we got Indy going into Tennessee, facing the Titans, coming off a big win against Seattle. Who you got? You're going to take the Colts. Can You're going to take the well, Colts. Well, hold on. Can I make it contingent? I feel like, you. There's, we don't have contingency plans okay. around here. Well, here's the thing. is I honestly think that if Carson Wentz is healthy and starts the game, give me the Colts. But <sighs> I... I'm still rolling Tennessee. I think that if if he's out, there's no way I'm taking Jacob Eason 
on the road right. against a Tennessee team that just beat Seattle. Like me yeah. taking the Colts, I've talked myself out of it. I'm just not taking them at all. Because <laughs> even I knew I knew reason would win in the end. Well, the thing for me is even if Carson Wentz comes back, I I've sprained my ankles a lot. That's like my that's my go to injury, which you'd never want an NFL quarterback to share injury history with an overweight short guy sitting in his closet recording a podcast with his brother in law. Like that's not what you want health wise out of your QB. So knowing sprained ankles, I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent coming to this yeah. game. And the Tennessee Titans we saw against Seattle, you're going to need to be a hundred percent to beat them if you're if you're the Colts. Yeah, so and hopefully, hopefully that Tennessee team shows up. Yeah. If we get Tennessee team from week one, I'm with you. I think that the Colts can go in there and, and win that game, even <sighs> with even with Carson Wentz being ankleless. Now I'm now I'm starting to doubt again because the Titans did all of that against. Maybe yeah. one of the worst defenses yeah. in the league. Yeah, I so I went back and forth in this game too. Uh, but again, in the end, reason won, and I went Tennessee. Yeah, I'll go Tennessee. I'll go Tennessee. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna be rooting for the Colts, but I'm gonna see, pick Tennessee. You can see the struggle in your face uh, right now. I just really like the Colts, <laughs> man. I like them a lot. And. And you think they're better than 0 and 3. You I think do. they're better than I'm with you. But without with Carson you. Wentz, they're, they're not, not better they're than not. 0 and 3. And it's it sucks cuz you start 0 and 3, your playoff chances are way down. Yeah. Way down. Yeah. And that Colts team is good enough to make a playoff I run. I mean, with Carson Wentz, you might have just beaten the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's tough. It's tough. I'm I'm sorry to any heart. Indy fans out there. Breaks like, my heart. This is this is a tough situation you're in. Man, we got some great games this week. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. next game, yeah. Chiefs and Chargers. Yep. Chargers coming into Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. It should it should be it could I could see it also being very much a Kansas City game. Yeah, like them them running the show. The Chargers being out of it for most of it, maybe making a little bit of a late push. But I, I I'm hopeful that it's close because I I really like Herbert. I think he's going to have a solid solid career. We were talking also about how between Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like we're really in a point, and we should feel blessed as NFL fans. Yeah, like we're really at a point to where we're starting to see. That next generation really come into their own. The similar to like Eli Manning, Big Ben, Philip Rivers, like when all those guys Tom came Brady, in. Peyton. Tom Brady, Peyton, Aaron Rodgers a little bit a little bit later, but like yeah. those guys exiting into these new guys and if we get 10, 15 more years of these guys, like it's gonna be just gonna be fun. Not to mention guys like Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Oh, like how how did I forget Josh <laughs> Allen? Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield I, I can oh, see. Man. Even though I, I do have him as my MVP pick, and I kind of regret that right now. But <laughs> maybe Joe Josh Burrow. Josh Allen for sh- for sure. Maybe Joe Burrow. Like oh, oh we've got a God. lot of what we... really really good young yeah. QBs that we're looking at for the next several years yeah. in a league that is throwing all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so this is going to be 
if you like football, buckle yeah. up. And these two guys are are two of the best in that class. I mean, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, making magic happen every time they're on the field. But I think I think the Mahomes magic is winning this week. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. In Arrowhead, that's yeah. a lot to ask a young QB. Which I mean, it's the same division, so he's not like unfamiliar with yeah. going into Arrowhead. But um, what's what'll be interesting to me is that the Chiefs' offense—they've put up over thirty in both of their last two games. Oof. But also, the Chargers' defense yeah. has held—they've—they've they've only allowed thirty-six points this year. So, like combined, combined two, games? two weeks. Wow. The Chargers defense is is shutting teams down from scoring, yeah, you know, like solid. they're still allowing a decent amount of yards, but they're keeping the scoring down. So that's what excites me about this matchup yeah. is that the Chargers offense will have a little bit more opportunity to shine than it's had in the past few weeks because the Chiefs offense, I mean sorry, the Chiefs defense is lackluster. The weakest, the weakest of the three that yeah. they will have faced, yeah. And so the the Chargers have potential to score more than they've scored all season yeah. because the first week was who did they play the first week chargers yeah they played washington yeah so they yeah. played washington a pretty solid defense then last week they played played the cowboys again pretty solid defense so yeah. this is a easy road that justin herbert has with this offense to potentially yeah. put up some big numbers Could and maybe shootout. hang with the chiefs yeah and That's so true. uh i see this game being a little closer They've got it at six and a half for Kansas City. That might be a little much for me. Uh, I think it'll be pretty close. And the Chargers have a legitimate shot to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do I see the Chiefs going to one and two? No. No, no I don't. So I do have the Chiefs in yeah. this one. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, so far, we only disagree on one. We only disagree. That's surprising. On, on Buffalo and Washington. Washington. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's still plenty more to go. Plenty. So we've got New Orleans going up to Foxborough. Jameis Winston taking on Mac Jones and the Patriots. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, two of the greatest to ever coach, ever, in, ever. In rebuilds. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say one of those rebuilds has a lot more promise to it right now. It's moving along pretty nice. New England. Yeah. Who you got in this game? Listen, I said in week one, Jameis Winston is going to have to play like Drew Brees in order for me to pick him. Week one, kind of Brees-esque. Yeah. Week two, just a fart in the wind. That's what he was. He wasn't a Brees. He was a fart in the wind. He was not good. So give me the Pats. Rookie Mac Jones at home. Belichick defense. Um, second yeah. best defense in the NFL in New England. Yeah. And a... Jameis Winston, who hasn't thrown for over 150 yards yet. Which is crazy for him. Yep. For him. This is a guy that slings the ball all over the field to his team and the other team. And he's only had less than 300 yards this year yep. through two games. Yep. That's insane. I don't believe that stat. That's not a real <laughs> stat. It's not fake news. Fake news. I'm calling it. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I think he had 100. 50 the first game and he had 111 this last game that's insane yeah i feel like i feel like some of that might be on might be on sean bait he he has an arm that you should you should unleash that weapon 
Uh, I mean, you don't have anybody to throw to. That's part of the problem, too. That is a huge part of the problem, other than Alvin Kamara. Right, um, which you're going to just, you know, drop it off to him. He, you're not you're not sending him on a deep route or anything like that to let him really sling the ball. Yeah, but, I mean, they did play the Panthers this last week, which they have a fantastic that's true. That's true. defense. Um, the Patriots defense has solid pieces, too. So. I mean, Jameis was 11 for 22. That's, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's old that's Jameis. Good. Um, and two picks. Yep. So, tale of yeah. two Jameises. Yep. So, I think we're getting bad Jameis this week. Yeah, I, I also win Patriots on this one. This one was a fairly easy one to pick. Moving on, we've got your team, the old Dirty Birds. I want to know your pick first. Going up to New York to face the G-Men. I went Giants. Mm. I've got... I've got a little bit more faith in Daniel Jones after that showing on on Thursday oh, night. Coming little around bit, smidge, to Danny Dimes, smidge more, a smidge more. I mean, a lot of it is just I don't have faith in the Falcons right now. The Falcons, outside of really outside of the third quarter of of Sunday's game, they've yeah. looked bad. Yeah, they've looked bad. So you're talking about one quarter out of eight so far that they've looked even remotely decent. Now. That was against a very tough defense, so props to them on that. But I just I don't feel good about them against the Giants. Yeah, I was really torn on this game, and I'm still relatively on the fence because I found out today that AJ Terrell, our best corner, our yeah. only starting caliber corner. I don't yeah. sorry, Fabian Monroe, Moreau is he's pretty solid, uh, but AJ Terrell is going to be out. So. It puts me in a little bit of bad spot because when I initially picked this game, I was thinking, okay, on defense, give me Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, AJ Terrell over whatever it is is going on in New York and that yep. soft shell defense they're playing. We still have Isaiah Oliver, who I like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay. Um, I like. I might like Daniel Jones a little more than Matt Ryan. Daniel Jones does have that put the team on my back mentality that he, I mean, he's carrying that team. The problem, um, the problem with Daniel Jones is this is something I heard on, uh, the around the NFL podcast. One of the guys on there loves to say this about Daniel Jones. He's good until he's not. Yeah. He's that's, that's my biggest problem with him is the inconsistency. Yeah. If he, if he could play every game like he did Thursday night, the giants would be a much better team, but he, but he can't, he doesn't. Yeah. And that is asking a lot for a quarterback to be that good all the time, but that's what the that's what good quarterbacks do. Yeah. So. I mean, you're right. But he's still relatively young. Um I give him a little more time. He doesn't have a run game right now. I'm not I'm not out on Daniel Jones. I'm still yeah, buying yeah. Yeah, buying yeah. Danny Dimes. Um I just think that the Falcons were able to put some things together in this last game. They're finding their identity a little bit more. I think if we had seen more from Saquon this last week, I would probably have picked the Giants. But right now, a Giants team that doesn't really have a run game, and he's going to be trying to run through Grady Jarrett, that's a tough task. The Falcons' defensive line looked better this yeah. week. Yeah. They got to Tom Brady. They had seven QB hits on Tom Brady. That's nothing to scoff at. I mean, yeah. the... On the flip side, the Bucks on think only had four or five QB hit, hit QB hits on Matt Ryan, so 
Falcons were able to get more pressure on Tom Brady than, sorry, more hits. I, I wasn't able to find pressure stats, um, but... It's similar. It yeah. should be similar. So I think that the Falcons might be putting some stuff together. That's the only reason I pick them. I think yeah. that you're going to see more Cordell Patterson and a little less Mike Davis. I think we're going to see a little more Matt Ryan and a little less just pound the ball. We're going to see a little more Kyle Pitts. I think the Falcons just have a couple more things to to build on than the Giants do. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, I'm going Atlanta. It was a really tough pick. Uh, you know, being a homer sometimes means you pick against your own team because of the heartache. Yeah. <laughs> and so I yeah. overcame that a little bit because I think the Falcons might have started to find their identity. Meanwhile, the identity of the New York Giants and his massive quads can't find the first down marker. Yeah, for for what it's worth, I really wanted to pick the Falcons in this. <laughs> I still kind of want to, but... I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Falcons' defense is bad, but so is the Giants. Yeah, it's just, it's just really tough for me after what I've seen through two games from them. Yeah. Through two games, I feel like I've seen more from the Giants to feel better about, although I don't feel great about them either. Right. It's just like... It's too bad. It's, it's one of these. It's one of those games where it's just like neither one of these teams are good. No, like there's no clear cut winner. It's just like whoever happens to play the better football that exactly. week is getting the win. Yeah, it's it's tough. And I mean, I think Vegas agrees with me. New York is a three point favorite because of the home team, and yeah. these two teams are just not good. They're not. And it's like, which one of these teams could you see being zero and three? Both of them. This yeah. game might end in a tie where both teams just can't finish. It's yeah. like, we we don't know what to do. Yeah. Moving on to a game that I apparently still have a question mark next to. Uh, and <laughs> the Bengals going to Pittsburgh to battle the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Heinz Field. I can guess who you got. Can you? you do you think I'm going Bengals? Oh, yeah. I think you're going Bengals. I don't remember who I picked. No. No, oh, I picked the Steelers. You got the Steelers. I, uh, I, all right. So I do remember thinking about this game and thinking about picking Cincy, but Cincy looked bad against Chicago. That's mm. a Chicago team that they should have beat. Now, granted, Chicago has a good defense. T.J. Watt with the Steelers is he is he out this week? I just, that's what I was just looking at. He's uh. I don't know what his status is. He could play this week. It's not a serious right. injury. Yeah, yeah. He could play week three. I don't know if they've got him as doubtful or questionable yeah. or anything like that yet. But um, I just know that Steelers defense is is solid. Are they great? Maybe not. But Joe Burrow, I really wish you had thrown three picks against Chicago. That That's really what's swinging it for me. Just, Burrow had a bad game, and I don't quite know yet. Which borough I'm gonna get? Am I gonna get week one borough? Am I gonna get week two borough? It's a little, it's a little tough. Yeah. So, I ultimately went with Steelers. Steelers are the home team. I think we've mentioned before about the AFC North and their rivalries, and I think this has potential long term to mm-hmm. to develop into a good one. Um, if if Pittsburgh can uh, replace Big Ben with a decent quarterback down the line, but I think. 
I think Ben Ben's Big Ben has still got it. Najee Harris kind of came into a little bit of his own last week. A little bit. He's still still working some things out. Yeah. They got weapons out wide. I just I feel better about Pittsburgh at this point in the season. Yeah. I, I was torn on this one. I had Bengals written down with a question mark. Yeah. Kind of thinking like if TJ doesn't play. Yeah. But then thinking about the, both of these teams just lost. So who did they lose to? The Bengals lost to a Bears team who we don't think is very good. The Steelers just lost to a Ravens, uh, sorry, a Raiders team who is really good. And it was yeah. a, I mean, it was a nine point game. It wasn't like a close, close game, but nine points is not. Yeah. not it was, it a was, was kind of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think for that reason, uh, even if TJ doesn't play, I probably will go with the Steelers. I think they're going to give um, Joe Burrow a little bit of trouble. Um, and then, I mean, the Bengals have a solid defense, but I think the Steelers. Like I've said, Big Ben, first couple weeks, we're still probably going to see some some high-ish caliber play out of him, above average play from Big Ben here in the first couple weeks of the season. So, yeah, give me Pittsburgh in this one. Yep, yep, I'm with you. Moving on down to the game that is going to be, oh, this is going to be tough to watch. The Arizona Cardinals travel down to give poor poor Trevor Lawrence some career lasting nightmares. Yeah. This is going to be bad. You think Chandler Jones is going to have another five sack game? Maybe. <laughs> he might break the NFL single season record for sacks this week. <laughs> he didn't have one he didn't have one last That's week. True. So but may, maybe he's coming out a little bit. Under my picks here, I literally just wrote poor T-Law. <laughs> poor Trevor Lawrence. Has to play Cardinals. He's not going to be able to outgun them. He's yeah. not going to be able to stay upright. Like, I feel really bad. Like, can you just bench him? Just bench him this week. <laughs> you don't need this on your conscience, Trevor. But yeah, if he comes out and shocks is, the world, he give him an MVP happening. trophy now. It's not happening. <laughs> Car- like, that Cardinals offense is... I think I'll say it right now. It's it's the best offense in football. I mean, the Rams' offense is really good too, but Cardinals, the Cardinals are ridiculous. The Bucks are right there too, but Kyler Murray again, yeah. MVP front runner for me. Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and and the wide receiving. I mean that that's that's a receiving core that is maybe the best. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, I I still think I'd take Dallas's receiving yeah. core over Arizona. Dallas is Dallas is more proven i think at this point rondell moore is still kind of like it's rookie season yeah so he's still kind of working in and aj green with the injury history right right he's a question mark but yeah but he's looked he's looked solid he's looked like yeah. a solid piece yeah i mean it's it's they're so good yeah, and stacked. the jags don't have a defense oh, it's like gonna be- i feel i feel okay about jacksonville's offense i think they have some decent pieces there they don't have an o-line Go get you five guys to protect that franchise QB. Yeah. Immediately. Right now. Like, today. Just go find, like, five random, like, 350-pound guys on the street and just throw them out there because I feel like they'd be better than than who you've got right now. Teach them how to hold the hands out. Yeah, do that. The weapons they have on offense are decent, but they can't hang with with the cards. There's No. no way. No, yeah. Especially against the Cards' defense, which, granted, has not been great, but 
They're going to look great against the Jags. I can't imagine. Yeah, tickets right now for this game are $21. Sign me up. I, let's go to Jacksonville. Well, you're out of town this week. I am out of town this week. <laughs> but otherwise, I'd be like, I'm down. That's not that far. Jacksonville games are incredibly cheap. Yeah. Incredibly cheap. Yeah. We can go see Trevor Lawrence in his rookie season. Uh, maybe. I mean, we might watch him die. Maybe, but we could also, 15 years from now, be talking about how we saw one of the greats in his rookie season. I'll tell you, the so I have not been to many Falcons games. They're expensive, they're on Sundays, can't really do it much. Yeah, yeah. The first Falcons game I ever went to, I got to go watch Michael Vick play Brett Favre. I feel there so blessed that yeah. that was my first NFL game. Now, it was the year that the Packers won three games and one of them was in Atlanta, and it was awful. And those annoying cheeseheads yelling as we left the building. <sighs> I didn't like it. Anyway, yeah. moving from one slaughter to the next slaughter, the Jets taking that jet a mile high to Denver to play Teddy B and the Broncos. The surging Denver Broncos that, you know, everybody saw coming. Wow. They have them double-digit favorites. Yeah. Ten and a half points favorites. I mean, when you have a rookie quarterback that's thrown five picks through two games, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. He might throw another three more. Over under three picks this week. What you got? I'll say under. I'll give him. You're going to go under? Yeah. yeah. I think they would have to run the ball exclusively for him to throw less than three picks. I mean, maybe. But I, this is this is there's nothing to talk about here. This is a very easy pick. I think we both have Broncos. Yep. You'd be crazy if you don't have the Broncos in this game. I mean, miracles can happen, but one ain't happening in Denver this week. Broncos are going to be three and zero. Oh. It's crazy. Woo. It's crazy. I mean, I like. Do you remember from that game? Do you into, remember how bad we talked about them? Yeah. I was like, Cam Newton, why would you go there? But they might be the worst team in football. We also and I could not have been more wrong. Moving into the next game, we also didn't give the Las Vegas Raiders much credit, and they're more than likely going to be 3-0. and Well, I think that that's due to their offensive line, and I think that nobody ever gives credits to team who beef up their offensive line. That's why the Rams and Jared Goff crept up on people when they started blowing out of the water. It's why the Raiders, it's why the Eagles look better this year and why the Eagles won a Super Bowl. The Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl, it's why they went to the Super Bowl and shocked the world. Offensive lines, nobody talks about them, but that's what makes Super Bowl caliber teams, and that's what we see with the Dolphins traveling to Vegas to play the Raiders and... They're only favored by three and a half, which is weird. That's incredibly generous to, literally to Miami. Literally in Las Vegas. Yeah. What do they know that we don't? Uh, is John Gruden on know. vacation? I don't know. Is Derek Carr out? What do they know <laughs> that we don't? If we miss this game, it's for sure conspiracy. Chalking it up to that. There's there's no way that the Raiders lose this. No. At home against the Dolphins with a banged up tour. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. If he doesn't play, he's facing Jacoby Brissett and the Miami <sighs> Dolphins. The great Jacoby <clears throat> Brissett. Stop it. Like it, it's not happened. The Las Vegas Raiders are going three and zero. The Denver Broncos are going three and zero. Those teams are going to be tied atop the AFC West, just like all of us predicted. Right. We all knew this was yeah. coming. Every yeah. single one. Nothing of us. new here. Nothing yeah. new if here. If this game's under ten points spread, I will be shocked. Yeah. Ain't no way. Ain't yeah. no way. This game. 
this is the game of the week right here. Yeah. And this this game might have been the toughest for me to pick. This is potential NFC championship. Yeah. Game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into LA at that beautiful SoFi Stadium mm. to face the Los Angeles Rams. Who you got? Uh I went home team. Uh that's pretty much the only thing that I I got for this matchup. Obviously, I would prefer to pick against Tom Brady when possible. Um, both of these teams showed blood in the water to me this week. Um, yeah. The Bucks, the fact that the Falcons in the third quarter pulled it within three, a bad Falcons team, and then the fact that Carson Wentz and the Colts were able to hang 24 on the Ravens was impressive to me. So I, I think that I would give the Rams a slight advantage um, even on a neutral field, but I just think the Rams are, these are maybe the two most complete teams in football. Yeah. And I think the Rams are just a smidge better. Not, not a whole lot. Yeah. This game could go either way. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, I went back and forth on this. I just, everything you mentioned, I feel better about the Rams at this point. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm still on that Stafford MVP train. I think it's going to happen. And I, th- I think this could be a big game that voters point to as when he won MVP. He didn't look that great last week. But if he goes out and looks good looks good against the Bucks, especially against that front. Maybe. I mean, okay. s- just give it to him right now. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Get out. Now, I, yeah, I, I, I picked the Rams also. I've thought about the bucks i just don't want to i don't think i'll pick the bucks all season because i don't like <laughs> you just Tom don't Brady. want it i don't want it i don't, don't i want to hope like even even when they face like the saints i think i'll i think i'll pick the saints oh i'll take the saints oh i i, I don't I, I want to vote i want to root for the underdog you want to root for the team that you pick i, know, I get yeah. that feeling i want to root for anybody but tom brady yeah, that's, that's what i want to do yeah, I'm sick of seeing his face. You, you guys got seven. You have seven rings. What are you doing? Retire. Go hang out with your wife and kids. Man, get a life, Tom Brady. Like, come get on. What life. are you doing? Still slinging a ball around on the field with your friends like a child. Jeez. <laughs> Grow up. You're Man, almost fifty. Meanwhile, we're two grown men in a closet talking about grown men playing a game. Children. Grow up, Tom Brady. All right. We both got ribs. Yep. Get out of here, Bucks. This next game was the hardest game of the week for me to pick. Yeah. Which is crazy in a week where you have games like, I'm just looking at all these, and it's like, okay, none of these are that hard to pick. But like Rams, Bengals, Bucks, Steelers, Rams, Bucks. Rams, Bucks yeah. You know, I, there's a lot of tough games in this. I, the Falcons-Giants game was tough to pick, Chiefs too. Chiefs-Chargers. Um yeah, in a week with all those games that this is the hardest one to pick. Because we don't really know who the Seahawks are. We don't really know who the Vikings are. Yeah. And so that's what's hard is we've seen two different teams, two different weeks. Um, I mean, and let's just give credit to the Vikings for beating the Cardinals. I mean, the fact that they were in the position to beat the Cardinals is something that neither one of us predicted last week. Neither yeah. one of the, us yeah. had them even close in that game. So the yeah. fact that they were a mistake away from beating the Cardinals by two shows a lot 
for the Vikings. They're a mistake away from beating the Bengals also. Like, this is a team that should uh, be yeah. 2-0 and right now. Yeah. They very much should be 2-0, and but instead they're 0-2 because they can't close out. Yeah. However. Talking about not closing out. I have Minnesota this week. You do. I chose them over the Seahawks. I went the Seahawks. I went... I'm with you. I went back and forth on this one, too. This was a very difficult one for me. But the fact that the Vikings have played such close games, they've been in both those games. Again, a couple plays, and, and they, they'd be 2-0. They should be 2-0. And you look at what the Seahawks did in the second half last week against the Titans. At home, they were they were in Seattle. With the 12s up in the stands making noise. And they allowed Tennessee to put up 17 unanswered on them. Not 17. Hold on. My math is wonky again. 19 unanswered on them. Yeah. Like, what what are you doing? That's tough. What are you doing? And I just, I have that feeling, man. I have that feeling. I'm rolling with that feeling. Grin, not great analysis, but... Oh, well. I'll give I'm you the my, one making the picks here. I'll give you my analysis, okay? I did my research. These defenses are almost identical. 14 yards difference in the number of yards they've wow. allowed. Almost identical in passing to rushing yards they've given up. So this is two teams that their defenses are identical. So if their defenses are identical and I'm making a pick based on offense, that decision is easy. Yeah, that Give is me true. Seattle all day, every true. day. If I make a decision on defense and I'm sorry, on offense and coaching, despite the yeah. fact that they blew yeah, yeah, yeah. a sixteen point lead, no, Pete, Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll is not gonna let them do that twice. No, yeah, no, Pete Carroll is far superior to uh Mike Zimmer. I've never I've never loved Mike Zimmer as a head coach. I, I think I think his time is should come to an end in Minnesota. Um, I I I'd put the blame on him as to why Minnesota hasn't quite gotten over that hump. Yeah, they have the talent. They That's should true. they should make a deep run in the playoffs every year with that with the talent that team has had. That offense is loaded, loaded. Yeah, the I don't defense, love Kirk the defense Cousins, has been but... the defense on paper is talented and should and should be one of the better ones. They yeah. can't put it together for whatever reason. Yeah, there's also several injuries for the Vikings that give me a little bit more uh, lean towards the Vikings. Like I know Everson Griffith, uh, Everson Griffin is out. Uh, Anthony Barr is out. Those are two big misses for Minnesota. So all of that wrapped together, uh, I think them giving Seattle a two point line is pretty interesting. Um, But you're making me want to pick Seattle. You changing your mind? Your last chance. You're going with your gut or you're going with your head? I'm sticking with the Vikings. Ooh. I'm sticking to I'm doing it. Okay. I'm committed. It's not a bad pick. I mean, Dalvin let's, Cook is Dalvin Cook. So Let's go Minnesota. Let Dalvin Cook. Three words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> you, I'm I'm going to be saying less let Russ Cook and you're going to be saying let Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh That's final fair. game of the week. No, two, we got two more. Got Sorry. Two more. Final two games of the week, uh, we got, sorry, I forgot your boys. I forgot yeah. your boys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Give Sunday some night, respect. Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers heading into San Fran. Yeah. It's a tough pick for me, man. I have something written down, but I'm, I made my picks before the game last night, and so. I'm, I did too. 
I did too. I need to I need to pray about some things. Yeah, I need to my my heart and my mind are not quite aligned on this one. I I don't feel great about the pack chances. I have as of right now, this might change within the next five minutes of talking about this game. But as of right now, I have San Francisco beating Green Bay. I think that Green Bay has struggled against San Francisco historically over the last like 10 years. I don't know what it is. San Francisco's always kind of been that thorn in our side that gets the better of us every chance they get. Especially in games that we play in San Francisco, like we're doing Sunday night. Again, that Packers defense has not looked good at all this year. I mean, maybe the second half of last of last night. Um, it's just I wanna I wanna root for the for the Packers. I want Green Bay to do it, but I'm feeling like they're not gonna be able to. Now, the one thing that kind of swings it in Green Bay's favor to me is the fact that they don't have a running back in San Francisco. Yeah, that backfield is depleted. Yeah. I mean, outside of Debo getting mixed in a little bit, they don't have anybody. Shanahan can go find two guys on the street to do it. That's true. And he probably will. Right. But that's the only that's the only thing that is slightly swinging it in the direction of Green Bay for me. Because Rodgers looked good last night, but not Rodgers' level. He doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers anymore. Everything... The, it's not clicking like yeah. like it should be. Something is a little bit off. Now, again, second half of last night, they kind of started looking like those old Green Bay Packers that you're used to seeing. They got Aaron Jones out there balling out like he should. But uh, it's just I've struggled so much with this, man. Like, I really want to go Green Bay, but something's telling me they're losing. Yeah, I think that Green Bay is... I think that Green Bay is starting to click. Similar to Atlanta, both of our teams in similar situations of getting blown out, coming back, having a completely different performance, uh, different results, obviously, yeah. um, but off, but also vastly different opponents. Um, I just think Green Bay is starting to gl- get it clicking. I think that Aaron Rodgers so. might have relaxed a little too much, um, and so I think he might just be having a hard time getting back back into the swing of things. So Aaron Jones is looking fresh and healthy. Yeah. Uh, the defense is a question mark, but I don't really trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't really trust the 49ers run game. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to go Green Bay. I, I just like them a little bit better in this game. I don't know that the 49ers are 3-0 and good, and I don't think that the yeah. Packers are 1-2 bad. That's fair. So, I mean, I, I, I tell you what. All Jimmy G has to do is look for whatever receiver is lined up on Kevin King and throw to him. Yeah. All game. Because Kevin King is an absolute liability at cornerback for us. But can Jimmy G consistently get it to a receiver? <laughs> Depends on how down how far downfield he is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Alright, I'm doing it. I'm switching my pick. Oh. I wanna I You wanna, I wanna root. root for my picks. Yeah. And I can't rightfully root for San Francisco. I can't do it. That's I'm switching fair. it. That's fair. Uh, yeah, in, in close games, it's fair to switch it. Because, like, last week, there was no way I was going to pick the Falcons over the Bucks. Absolutely no way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would have loved to have been wrong. I would have loved nothing more than to be wrong. Yeah. All right. All right. Last game. We're going to have to watch this, I guess. It, it doesn't look like a bad game. 
The Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles? Eagles. The The Philadelphia Eagles headed into Dallas to play the Cowboys. Who you got? This one was pretty easy for me. I have Dallas. I think Dallas is on a roll. They they played Tampa close. They should have beaten Tampa. They got that walk-off win against L.A. I think they're feeling good. The defense has got those, those good pieces clicking. That front seven looks good. The secondary is the big, con- big concern. I don't see that being that much of a concern against Jalen Hurts and his couple of friends out there. He did make the Atlanta secondary look bad. It is, but though. Atlanta's secondary is bad. And so Dallas, is Dallas is, I don't see, I don't think Dallas is as, as bad as Atlanta's. So, to me, I, it, this was easy. The Cowboys. You got the Eagles, aren't you? So, originally I had Eagles. <laughs> then you're talking, and you mentioned the Cowboys front seven. I switched it to Cowboys. Then I remembered that the Cowboys have Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator and how Oof. inept he is. Oof. And so then I was like, back to the Eagles, because I I don't know that the Cowboys can stop him. I, I think that, ugh, it's a tough one. I think that I'm just kind of rooting for the Eagles. <sighs> Listen, I might be a little bit rooting for the Eagles so that the Falcons' loss looks a little less bad. Yeah. And a little more exposure to the Eagles, because I watched them destroy the Falcons. Yeah. But... The Cowboys have played the Bucks really closely, and they played the Cow, and they beat the Chargers. Right. Um, and both of those teams are far superior to the Eagles, I think. Yeah, I just I don't think the Eagles have a have a good enough defense to slow down Dallas's offense. You, we just mentioned that Dallas's receiving core might be the best in the league, and then you have. The, the the two-headed monster in the backfield between Pollard and Zeke and Dak manning it manning the middle like that offense is solid yeah. and should put up points on anybody now are they gonna go out and drop 50 like the Seahawks offense can do no but I think they I think they're capable of doing that yeah and I think the Cowboys defense is is significantly better than we expected. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've talked me into it. I think that the Eagles, they might struggle in that short to intermediate pass game, which is where they beat the Falcons. The Eagles' defensive numbers are inflated from playing a bad, lost Atlanta Falcons team. Uh, I do think the Eagles' offensive line is really good. And so Jalen might have some time in protection to exploit that Cowboys defense, but... Yeah, but that front seven's coming for him. It is, yeah. So I, I'm gonna go Cowboys. I'm with you. All right. Well, that that's a good way to. F- how, how many games we disagree on? Uh, we disagree on the Seahawks and Vikings, and the football team and the Bills. That's it. Is that it? Really? Just yep. The, just the two. Yep. Oh, sorry. No, did you you stuck with the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. We disagree on that one too. Okay. So we disagree so on games. three. Okay, all right. Should be a good week. Yeah, it's a maybe good, we'll it's be right. Be, yeah, I had a, I had a good week this week. You Twelve did. and four. Twelve you and did. four on my picks. So I don't keep track. I'm hoping for it's hoping too much for another another good run. Let's keep it going. All right. Thanks for thanks for joining. Uh, just in case you were just listening to the podcast, we did this live on Twitch. Uh, so 
I enjoyed it. We might do it again. Uh, live version of the podcast. You get a little extra content if you come hang out on Twitch. Or yeah. if you just want to see our faces and listen to this, you can watch it on Twitch. Um, but and make, make sure you follow us on Twitch anyways because we do do our Thursday Night Football streams. We're not doing one this week. I don't know. Blake might stream some on Thursday. We'll, we'll see. see. But I'll be out of town, so we won't be able to do it this week. But um, Yeah, make sure you follow us for, for those future streams. I like I like streaming the podcast recording yeah. on Twitch, so we'll fine. probably do that in the future. But thanks for hanging out, thanks for listening. Um, As always, that's, that's that. that.